Yes, awesome. Well, this is my first time doing a talk at church um, and it is a little different doing it on Zoom, but also exciting. I'll try not to get too distracted by uh, what I look like when I'm talking. I'll try and focus on one of your faces maybe. <laughs> um, so lot, many of you would know that my day job is as a social worker. So as a social worker, I daily face um, the impact of injustice on the lives of the people that I meet with. I currently work with the Department of Health. I provide counselling to children, young people and their carers and all those people that I work with have uh, experienced violence, abuse and neglect. So I'm daily confronted by the reality that there is so much in this world that is not okay. Also, as a Christian, I know that this world is not as God um, intended it to be when he breathed life into it. As a Christian, I also believe that the compassion and sadness and sometimes despair that I feel when I um, meet with people and see the impact um, of injustice on their lives um, is just a small glimpse into the love and compassion that God has for his people. And in the face of this injustice and when I am tempted to despair, when I read the Bible, I feel hope. I feel hope that this is not the way that God uh, has created his world to be. I feel hope that Jesus came to walk with us, uh, beside us on earth um, as a human and experienced life here, experienced injustice, um, experienced the reality of our situation. And he came uh, to earth to bring us closer to God. I also hold hope that one day God's kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. And as it says in Revelations, there will be no more death or mourning um, or crying or pain. And as I read the Bible, I also uh, hear God's call for his people to be bringing God's kingdom uh, to earth right now to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And one of the things that I really love about um, this community is that um, we're always trying to work out what that looks like for us. Um, and I love sharing stories with everyone about how people are trying to do that always in their lives. Um, so every day brings us opportunities uh, to do justice seeking in our everyday acts of kindness and compassion. In caring for the poor or the marginalised in our communities. In praying for our neighbour. In reaching out um, to others. In standing up for what is right. Sometimes it's in asking questions of the powerful um, or listening to the voices of the powerless. There's so many opportunities and so many ways to be living out this call. And I love that so many of you seek to do this daily. So it was my um, 
passion for justice and also a desire to be part of God's mission for justice that uh, originally took me to Guatemala. That and also a bit of a love of adventure and traveling and other cultures and Latin America and Spanish. Um, so that was back in the days when we could travel all the way back in 2008. And I went to Guatemala um, to work with IJM, the International Justice Mission. Um, so um, IJM is the largest anti-slavery organisation in the world. The, um, oh, look, that's, that's me <laughs> with some of the team um, of IJM um, and also uh, some of the the families that we met and we worked with um, when we were there. So IJM's um, mission is to, um, the vision is to rescue millions, protect half a billion and make justice for people who are poor unstoppable. And they do that by employing uh, lawyers, social workers, um, investigators and a, a range of other professionals um, in um, many countries around the world. Um, they particularly work um, in uh, countries where justice systems are unable to protect the oppressed from violence and, and the focus of the work is to... Um, to be able to do that justice work and, and help those systems to work better um, for the poor. So I was originally employed as an aftercare fellow and later a social worker and worked with IJM for the five years that I was living in Guatemala. Um, when I was there, I had a chance to see how God works through his people to bring justice for the poor. I saw answers to prayer. I saw children rescued from situations of abuse and I saw perpetrators arrested and brought to justice. I saw changes in the legal system in Guatemala and improvements in processes for victims. God was moving through his people and he continues to move. Today on Freedom Sunday, we have the opportunity as a church to learn more about God's call to seek justice, to learn more about IJM's work and to hear the stories of real people who've been rescued from situations of abuse and from slavery. So there'll also be an opportunity at the end to uh, contribute financially to IJM's work or to sign up as a prayer partner. Um, I guess... I know because um, we know because we see it, but also I feel like I've really experienced firsthand that this work of justice extends so much further than uh, the people who are doing the work in the field on the ground. When I was there in Guatemala, I just um, was able to see that the financial contributions of the faithful meant the work of the justice could be done and that the prayers of the righteous around the world were powerfully answered by God. And um, it was really exciting to see how God just made 
the impossible, what seemed to be impossible possible um, when we prayed. Um, so today is about hearing more about the call to justice doing. And um, we're also going to hear the story of one of the people who has been assisted by IJM. But as we're hearing that story and as we're um, talking about it, I want us to consider it in the light of this passage from Ephesians. So I'm going to read Ephesians 6 um, from verses 10 to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So this passage places us as Christians at the centre of a battle, a battle against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the spiritual realm. And this battle is real. At the moment, many of us feel in the midst of a battle, and, and we are, um, and that's the battle um, against COVID-19 and lockdowns and vaccination, um, social distancing and masks are our weapons. But today I want to talk about another battle, an insidious form of oppression that we rarely see, but one where millions of people are being impacted every day and now even more so with the impact um, of COVID-19 on the communities where this is happening. That battle that I want to talk about is the battle of modern slavery. And I want to tell you a story that's been shared with us by IJM, and that's the story of a man named Dom. So Dom was an impoverished farmer in rural Cambodia. Dom battled to provide for his family. He struggled even to put food on the table. One day a visitor came to Dom's village and made Dom an offer he couldn't refuse. Dom could travel to Thailand and work on a fishing boat, making more money than he ever would in Cambodia. Dom agreed, hoping it would open the door to a better life. Dom reached Thailand and when he was put on a boat with other Cambodian men, everything changed. Dom came to the horrible realisation that he'd been sold into forced labour slavery. He wasn't paid, he couldn't leave, 
He was forced to work 19 to 20 hours a day. The boat travelled thousands of kilometres out to sea, far beyond the reach of help or hope. Dom was trapped in horrendous conditions. He had to work even when he was sick. Any mistake would draw a beating. Others were thrown overboard as punishment. Living in constant terror and fear, Dom didn't know if he would make it to the next day, let alone see his family again. This unspeakable torture continued for six long years. Dom is one of 40 million people oppressed in modern slavery. People are trapped on boats, doing wood cutting, rock, rock quarries, brick kilns, rice mills and silk production. Modern slavery can taint the goods we use every day, such as hardware, clothing, chocolate, tuna and technology. And then there's the reality of online sexual exploitation of children in the Philippines, where Australians are the third highest consumers and perpetrators of this kind of sexual abuse. So slavery is real. The battle is real. Um, it's a $150 billion industry based on the oppression of people, people who are made in the image of God who are entrapped and enslaved for the financial gain of others. So I think you just saw a slide then that, um, as we talked about before, 40 million people are living in slavery. Um, more than uh, 570 million women are experiencing gender-based violence every year and 33% of youth globally have experienced police abuse of power. Um, which can be quite overwhelming uh, when we look at those statistics. But we're not just fighting bad people or broken systems. Um, this is a battle of spiritual proportions, a form of spiritual warfare, as, as Paul highlighted in the passage, a battle against the rulers, authorities and powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. But what does the passage tell us? It tells us that God equips us for the fight. We can stand firm with the belt of truth, the truth of what's happening in the world, um, the reality of slavery, and the truth of God's true freedom. As it says in John 8, 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We stand with the breastplate of righteousness and with our feet fitted with readiness, readiness to respond to God's call, readiness to do good and seek justice. We stand with the shield of faith that has us praying for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Faith that believes that a different world is possible. A shield of faith that believes that God can enter into suffering and that God cares about the enslaved and that God will act. We take the helmet of salvation and we brandish the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which says in 2 Corinthians 3.16, 
Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we pray. We pray for the oppressed. We pray for those in the fight against that oppression, and we are alert, and we see God act. And God acted for Dom. One day the fishing vessel that Dom was on was seized by Indonesian authorities. Dom and the other men from Cambodia were allowed to return home. To his horror, when Dom returned home, he found that his own son had been deceived and trafficked by the same people who had enslaved him. In time, the Cambodian police introduced Dom to IJM who had been working to stop labour trafficking in the region. As IJM interviewed Dom and others, they discovered a network of traffickers which had been operating for nearly a decade. Authorities eventually arrested three key players and with IJM's support, Dom testified in court and the three traffickers were convicted. And thankfully, Dom's son was also rescued and returned home. Dom later confided how proud he was to stand up for his rights. He felt it was the first time in his life he had been able to do this. He can now enjoy seeing his children grow up in safety. IJM continues to build bridges between law enforcement entities in the region. They continue to dismantle trafficking networks across Thailand, Cambodia and Myanmar. Um, and by the end of 2018, they'd seen eight additional convictions in this case. So we are not alone in this fight. God cares about injustice and he is acting to bring freedom for the captives. For people like Dom. IJM is one of the armies in the battle, and thankfully there are many victories. Since IJM was established, more than 66,000 people have been rescued from slavery and oppression. More than um, 3,200 criminals have been convicted and more than 150 million people have been protected from violence. Um, and I, that picture there is um, people from Guatemala, and I... Um, know some of those people who are part of those statistics. So each one of those statistics represents a real person um, whose life has been changed. Like I said at the beginning of this talk, there are so many ways to do justice, to put on the armour of God and to take a stand against the ploys of the devil to separate us from God's plan for humanity for his kingdom and for his um, people to be walking close to him and to be living in freedom and peace. Some of those ways of justice doing happen in our homes, some in our uh, neighbourhoods and communities, some in our workplaces and some um, in ourselves. Other ways that we can seek to do justice can be supporting the work of organisations like IJM. I said at the beginning that there will be an opportunity to support IJM's work and one way you can do that is to be a Freedom Partner. Freedom Partners join with IJM financially 
and in prayer to support the work that IJM is doing around the world. So Sarah and Andy are going to um, talk a bit more about that at the end. Um, and you're welcome to take um, up that invitation if you want to. But more importantly, I encourage you to consider how can you put on the armour of God to stand against injustice? I would encourage you to sit with God and ask, how can I join in your work of justice in this world? Um, it might just be that God helps you notice something um, in your neighbourhood or you may feel uh, discomfort about how certain people or communities in this country are treated. And I'd encourage you to ask God how he wants you to enter into that, um, how you can put on the armour uh, to stand against injustice uh, with his people. And I um, wanted to pray um, just to end a uh, um, Franciscan blessing, but I have realised that I have left the book in another room where I have it. So I'm just going to run into the other room, grab it and bring it back to pray. That was lucky. Victor was in this that room so he could just pass it to me very quickly. <laughs> All right, let's pray. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression and exploitation of people so that you may wish for justice, freedom and peace. May God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. Amen.